Welcome to episode four of Chewing the Fat with your hosts, Melf and Grimmy. And today we'll be discussing lockdown habits. Is it as easy as just stop doing them? Welcome to Chewing the Fat with Melf and Grimmy. Two PTs talking about life inside and outside of the fitness industry. Welcome guys and thank you again for all the positive feedback from our previous podcast. And how are you today, Matt? Yeah, man, I'm quite happy with the podcast. It keeps going from strength to strength. We've actually got a big 50 followers now of our podcast just on Spotify, which in our world's massive because essentially we're creating the podcast for you guys to listen to. So it's lovely that you guys are sharing it, telling us what you would like to hear in the future podcasts. Absolutely. And over the past seven days or so, Matt, Mm. what would you say the positives you've had in regards to your lifestyle? I would personally say, I think with this whole situation at the moment, I hate saying COVID-19 coronavirus over and over again, but with this whole current situation, I've probably got a little bit more organized with my day to day. I'm kind of over that honeymoon period of being at home for a few weeks and I've kind of got some structure back in my life. Yeah, and I totally agree. I'm the same as well. I think it's just getting back into that different routine, I imagine. And Hmm. I know I've struggled a little bit recently with slipping back into a few late night Netflix. Oh, you watch Michael Jordan one. Michael Jordan one's amazing. Yeah, it's brilliant. And uh, Ozark as well. So that's yeah. got me that's going as well. So that's kind of affected my, my morning slightly in the fact that I've been getting up slightly later than I want to really. Well, I think for the first few weeks as well, my problem, I'm going to be completely honest, I was probably drinking a little more alcohol than what I usually would do. You know, mm. a few nights a week, yeah. I'll definitely have a few beers or share a bottle of wine. And it's slowly just like creeping back in. You said like, going to bed a little bit later, waking up yeah. a little bit later. So, I mean, this kind of leads really nicely onto the subjects we're talking about today. Absolutely. And we are going through the topic of habits. We all have habits. We all have positive yeah. and negative ones. And like you've already mentioned there, Matt, you've got habits perhaps that we feel that we're slipping back into a little bit. Yeah, I think it's a bit of a game changer because the, the whole situation's changed completely. We're kind of maybe picking up what some people would call bad habits that we wouldn't have had before we might have letting something slip a little bit um, yeah but regarding yourself mate how would you define a habit well in psychology any regularly repeated behavior that requires a little or no thought is defined as a habit i know they have different variations of this mm. so a habit can be part of any activity ranging from eating to thinking and reacting and it's mm. developed through reinforcement and repetition and reinforcement encourages the repetition of a behavior or response. So each time the stimulus that provoked the behavior reoccurs becomes more of an automatic yeah. habit. And this mm. can be got down to like how the way you brush your teeth in the morning to mm. your morning routine, real subconscious stuff you wouldn't even think you're doing, right? Absolutely. And habits as discussed by William James in his Principles of Psychology are useful as a means for conserving higher mental processes for the more demanding tasks. We roughly have about 40 to 45% of our daily tasks performed as habits. So, 
little things like you might drive somewhere and yeah, sometimes I'm... forget how you got there in, in that weird sort of scenario. That's how, that's how we're getting on a bit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like I mentioned, I really enjoyed this topic and I, I watched a few TED Talks on this as well. And Dr. Judson Brewer, who's a neuroscientist and a contributor on TED Talks, he describes habits as the rewards-based learning process. Okay. To explain further, he ironically uses a piece of chocolate cake as an example. Mm. A rather nice-looking bit of chocolate cake to go as well. Triple layer. Um, so he says, think of a piece of chocolate cake. We see food that looks good, and our brain thinks right, calories and survival. When we eat the food, we enjoy the experience of the taste and how it makes us feel. Yeah. Our body then sends a signal to our brain to tell us to remember what we're eating and where we found it. We then learn to repeat this process, in this case, see food, eat, feel good, and then repeat. So hmm. to summarize it, he says three stages. You've got the trigger, the behavior, and then the reward. Hmm. Yeah, that's the thing. Like well, you mentioned there, habit is... It's, it's emotional, really. We like to think we're super logical creatures and really complex, yeah. make all these logical decisions, but we are basically emotionally driven beings, as it were. I mean, you look at like a dog, for instance, like we like to think we're a lot more complex with a dog, but if you get a puppy, if you ever experience a, you know, pissing in your front room and you have to almost train that dog to go to go on the newspaper to go to the toilet or go outside to go to the toilet. So Absolutely, yeah. creating a habit for that dog mm. to repeat over and over again for the rest of their life. Absolutely. And what's interesting, Matt, is that our brain starts to use this reward of feeling good for more than just knowing where food is. So mm. rather than just that feeling of eating a nice bit of chocolate cake, our brain thinks, you know, what? why not use this reward when we're feeling sad or angry to help us feel better? So we then start to associate eating chocolate cake to make us feel better, perhaps when we're feeling sad or angry. So it's more of an emotional signal rather than hunger signaling from our stomach. It's a new trigger, but same reward. But I know both of us have put out the question to our followers on Instagram this week in regards to what habits they found to be positive and negative during lockdown. And starting with the positives, what have you found from your followers that they've used mm. as a good habit to kind of help them through this period at the moment? Yeah, I mean, I spoke to um, two clients yesterday and they actually bought Habit Journal, as it were, where they would write down three mini tasks for the day and they would review them at the end of the day. Essentially, three things that are going to help them achieve the bigger picture, the bigger goal, but broken yes. down day to day of small habits, whether that's reading for 20 minutes, listening to our podcast, obviously, and maybe <laughs> doing a bit of exercise. And it was really interesting because every day they've got broken down three little mini habits to do every day, which doesn't take longer than 45 minutes. And I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, that's a really good idea, actually. I might start using my diary myself to yeah. give you three mini goals. Yeah. You know, I've had people contribute saying waking up and going to bed at the same time is, is a really good way of keeping yourself in that routine, decluttering the house, keeping structure in your day, pre-planning meals so you can cook from scratch and, and therefore give yourself healthier options. You know, a good friend of ours mentioned about writing down his week's training the weekend before, so there's less chance of... Going off track, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. 
And unfortunately, we all have our downsides with regards to our habits. And I've got back into a few Netflix binges and that's mm. caused me to, not caused me, but that's triggered uh, me to yeah. stay up a few nights to get that, that Netflix satisfaction. Oh, and um, one more episode, one more episode. <laughs> exactly. Like, oh. One more episode. Well, the line I use is, oh, just 10 more minutes, darling. <laughs> <laughs> 10 minutes, hour later, like, no. And then I find is that you try to rationalize it. You say, well, I'm up this late, so I'm going to watch one more anyway. Mm, it's crazy yeah. how you start to rationalize things to make yourself feel better. Yeah, definitely. And even, can you think of any habits that you do want to create in the next week, actually, Mike? Put you on the spot a bit here. Yeah, already you've mentioned one that your clients use and I think three mini tasks a day will be definitely my creating new habits. So three simple things that will create a positive effect on my overall long-term goal. So that's mm. definitely one thing I'll be, I'll be using rather than wait till next week or wait till Monday to start. So yeah, how about yourself? So I think I've put on a bit of body fat as well during lockdown. Personally, is because where my job now is predominantly done behind a desk. I'm nowhere moving as much anymore as what I used mm. to I used to do maybe 20,000 steps a day. Now I'm lucky if I do seven. So in a way I have to create a new habit in order to either go out and get some steps in actively or make yeah. adjustments to my nutrition in some way. So mm. I've had to review and create new habits in this process. And what do you feel is going to be the, the biggest challenge for you, Matt, in regards to creating this new habit? I think it's, it's going to be about time and organisation. I think I'm one of them people that gets carried away doing some work or something and almost lose track of time and then realise I've got five other things to do a day and it never gets done, ever. Yeah. Yeah, you plan to do all this work and and then you get to your midday and you've only done one thing on your list and yeah. kind of go into a bit of a mini panic almost, don't you? Yeah, yeah, definitely. But I mean, why do you think as well? Because this is very interesting. We have some negatives as well on um, the feedback on Instagram about bad habits, what people might maybe associate as bad habits. But why do you think people tend to break habits, Mike? I believe it's, it's difficult to develop a habit really quickly research has shown that it can take between 21 days up to two months to develop a habit and the 21 days is for a small minority of people so you're really looking at an average of just under two months to develop a habit and i sometimes impatience and short-term desires can mm. overcome the long-term desires of of success so your habit breaks and then you think oh what have i done now and you kind of fall into that cycle again and you almost feel well what's the point yeah what are your thoughts on this one buddy did you think as well some people possibly self-sabotage when it comes to achieving something do you think some people almost as they've tried they almost give up soon as they get to that first hurdle exactly yes and going back to what we said at the start in regards to that response to that trigger to what their behavior is and the reward they could possibly get from hmm. feeling that essentially we're trying to re-educate ourselves on how to reward ourselves in a different way yeah to help our goal rather than revert back to our old habits of perhaps rewarding ourselves with the the wrong thing yeah i think sometimes well when someone takes up like a, a healthy habit 
um, mm. and you know maintains it for a few weeks and soon as there's that something that throws them off like you said a trigger that almost throws them off where they can't control they almost yes. feel like they, they they've said they've tried they hold their hands up and they're willing to go i've got control of the situation now and carry on sabotaging yeah absolutely and i've been there those times you know late night food binges back in the day and you kind of go through that whole justification process of why you're doing it and you think yeah you wake up the next morning you're like oh you know yeah. what have I done and then you try to get back on the, the wagon almost and I was about to say I think it's a, a big just about an element of control I think and, people want to have yeah. control of it and unfortunately that's when stuff like eating disorders can mm. um, come to light is when maybe someone hasn't had control of their life to a certain degree and they control something like putting food in their mouth yes and you know one thing to consider is what's called the empathy gap yeah. And that basically is the inability to empathize with your future self. So it's basically feel what your future emotional self will feel after making a decision. So an example could be overeating chocolate to satisfy your need right there, but then feeling massively guilty afterwards. And sometimes we, you can't always feel that guilt as you start opening that bar number two or number three. So ultimately your current emotional state can easily override your long-term goal. And you've got two ways of looking at it. You've got, if you're a hot to cold person in regards to your empathy gap, is that it relates to people under the influence of, say, visceral factors like hot state, like hunger, thirst, pain. So we don't fully grasp how much that behavior and preferences are, are, are driven by this current state. So instead of our long-term goals yeah. reflecting our general behavior, our short-term needs mm. and desires, essentially sort of take over and that influences our behavior yeah. on the flip side you've got people who are perhaps go from cold to hot state so people in a cold state generally have difficulty pitching themselves in hot states they struggle to imagine themselves massively stressed or like really hungry in that so it's when this occasion arises they're unprepared for it and they aren't able to make the right choice yeah so it comes back to your point on being aware and being prepared for yeah. these scenarios rather than you know what i'll wait till i'm there and i'll deal with it then you know what it's like humans are just awful with change sometimes yeah like i say if something comes if a hurdle is thrown in 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 the way of their normal normal life like you've got to drive a different way yeah. to work or you've got to do four sets instead of three sets of an exercise like yeah it was shit it, it, it just can't hold their shit together and like we mentioned it's it's trying to plan ahead you know next time that happens or actually this is how i could react i've got to be aware that my situation so maybe i can influence my behavior better in yeah. that situation yeah generally habits are hard to break as we know <laughs> yeah. Yeah. without going to too much detail we've got the uh, the prefrontal cortex of our brain activity and that's responsible for planning complex cognitive behavior mm. personality expression and decision making to name a few roles so basically in a nutshell it understands that certain habits we have are essentially not great for our health and referring back to dr brewer's ted talk he mentions that unfortunately this part of our brain is generally the first part to go offline when we get stressed and therefore fall back into old habits. Opens up the window. Sort of player. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're like dull. 
you know, we all make mistakes. Yeah. Even us. Even you, Matt. I yeah, even me. A, I love how you do include your stuff in that as well. You're like, I <laughs> do. Heading back to Dr. Brewer again, he's a big believer in mindfulness. So, for example, mm-hmm. myself included, sometimes if I'm working and I get a notification through, I will sometimes stop what I'm doing yeah. and then check that notification. And it's that natural urge to see what we're getting. So we enjoy getting that response or that message through. Yeah. And sometimes being aware of that current situation, writing it down and then trying to respond differently next day to it can actually help with our behavior. So we actually, in my case, get more productive with my work rather than stopping every five minutes to check my phone. Yeah, definitely, mate. Going off of that, what would we just say as well when it comes to like goal setting, Mike, for sort of creating new habits? Well, first of all, one option is to have your lifestyle built around your goal. So rather than build your goal around your lifestyle, have everything in your lifestyle that's going to help your goal. Yeah. And experts are now saying that it's the cue and reward part of the influence of how habits work rather than their behaviours. Yeah. I mean, that, that I think goals are, are quite important because sometimes people set up these habits in place, like you said, for goals, they're not really that bothered about. 100% agree with that. And once you decide to, to make a change, it has to happen straight away. You can't be, I'll wait till Monday or I'll start in the new year or I'll start next week. If you want that change to happen, if it means that much to you, it must start straight away. Like we mentioned earlier, I like that piece about your clients having a habit diary and i would start that right now after this podcast i will write down three things that i can do in my day to help my current goal yeah i mean i've come across like a model that's used called reverse engineering where simply you'd write down your emotionally charged goal wherever that may be let's say it's like buying a house yeah and basically from that goal you have to work back habits it could be over three months six months 12 months five years depending on the goal, but let's say it's buying a house, that you're going to have to come up with some habits in order to save for a deposit to buy that house. Mm-hmm. That could be a habit could be, I'm going to deposit five pounds from my bank account every day into a savings account. The other habit can be, I, instead of having Nando's three times a week, I'm going to have it once a week. Mm-hmm. Or it could be, Absolutely. I'm not going to buy a Costa every single day, I'm going to buy a Costa three days a week. And they're just very small habits that will tally up and roll inevitably to hit this big goal it's a really good way of doing it so how can i achieve that goal i like that Matt. sometimes goals can be unrealistic as well for some people so starting small think of it as marginal gains definitely and trying to avoid making a big change all at one time yeah definitely and we've probably seen it like when we've like trained across it together as well you get someone join in their first week and you know they love the training they love the atmosphere or you know even the gym in general and they yeah. just want to do everything in week one. Like, you know, they want to go paleo in week one. They want to do mm-hmm. five intense workouts a week. And they've gone from nothing to doing that. And it's going to last two, three weeks, but eventually it's going to burn out because it's not part of their daily habits. It's not habitual to them. Absolutely. And 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 relating it back to what we've seen and now with our previous podcast about Started running as well as much as it's a massive positive influence to to get out and be active is just small steps at a time it could be sim- simple as jogging for half a minute walk for five minutes then yeah. next week try jogging for a minute walk for four minutes so you're building slow rather than going from yeah. no running to a 5k straight away and 
don't want to end up making your goal unachievable. So Mike, do you think having someone to be accountable to is useful when you're trying to achieve a goal? I believe that when you make a goal public, it makes it more real. I'm not saying you have to post it on Facebook or tell your whole work colleagues, even if you just mention it to your, your friend or your partner, once you make it public, it makes it more real. So yeah. you feel they're going to hold you accountable to it. Sometimes if we keep our goal to be private, then we can always let ourselves down easily because no one's going to really know about it. So now I've mentioned on this podcast that I will be doing my three mini habits a day. I know next week when you ask me how it's gone, I'll have to answer honestly. So yeah, this is going to help right. me to stay on it. Yeah. So Mike, to sort of summarize this podcast, if you could give someone a step advice into achieving a goal through habit forming, how would you do it? First of all, is your goal realistic? And let's start by just making small changes. That's not going to increase your everyday stress. It could be something as simple as, right, okay, my goal is to run a 5K. You know, so in this case, this person may have no experience of running. Keep a journal, write everything down, mm-hmm. and then you can slowly build up your distance and your time that you're running as well. Build your confidence levels up. And then once you get into a good habit of, like a good running pace, you could then look at other stuff like, okay, well, I know that hydration helps. So what I could do maybe is increase my hydration to this or that. So you do one little building block at a time. Definitely. How about yourself then, Matt? Yeah, I, th- I think uh, you've kind of summed up there, really. I think it's having a real tangible goal, first of all. I think if it's, a, if it's something you really want to do, then you will do it. And you will mm-hmm. break it down into small manageable chunks no matter what it is, and no matter if it takes two weeks, month, six months, a year. And you've got to be kind of realistic about this goal. You're not going to run a a sub two-hour marathon. But if it's a goal of, I take, as you said, 5K, then we've got to break it up into small manageable chunks and hold yourself accountable to that. If your partner, your friend is going to check in and go, oi, you've done your run today, and then you haven't, you've got to answer to them it has to be emotionally driven too. So it's important to make sure that you have a sensible reward for every time you go out. And with exercise, we get a a massive release of endorphins. So that in itself is a a natural benefit from doing exercise as well. And try not to do too much too soon. Yeah, lovely, Mike. Thank you for that. It was a very useful insight into habit building and goal setting day. I think our listeners will find it very useful and from the questions we got over social media this last week. Next week, we'll be going a little bit more into training, a little bit into what is the best training for you, how many sets, reps, fasted cardio, hit cardio, everything training related. Mm-hmm. So on behalf of me, Grimmy, and me, Melf, have a have great a- week. Anything you want to add extra on that mic to finish? You know what's coming from me. Stay safe, guys. What he said. Ta-da.